So I might just do a little one. Just a Make little, tight. A little few minutes. Um, this is election special, so I need to hold the microphone. Um, <laughs> but ordinarily, I wouldn't have this microphone. We'd just be doing a meeting, so just make that invisible in your mind. Um, yeah, Imagine so, you're holding your phone and tweeting, then that's just an accurate Yeah, yeah, usually it's like, I'm going to sneak a tweet in. Like, um, so... Last week was probably the the biggest week of the year for the Act on Climate Collective, and we survived. We are having a more casual meeting tonight as a result of that, but um, yeah, I just think we were everywhere. We were holding the blockers to account, and we were pushing um, and persuading the government to actually come a little bit closer to us when it comes to climate change. So just a bit of a run-through of the week. Um, obviously, it kicked off with the, um, the release of the IPCC's latest report um, on the impacts of 1.5 degrees Celsius of global warming. Um, that report has, uh, you know, hit people quite hard. Um, the scale and enormity of the challenge is, is huge. And, um, yeah, we have a lot of work to do because we've just had politicians um, waste time for decades and decades. So I think it was quite cathartic for people to meet up last Monday and just focus on taking action. And, you know, there is this great saying that we have at Act on Climate that action is the, is the release from fear. Or I think Joan Baez put it this way, collective a- action is the antidote to despair. So, yeah, we well and truly smashed it last week. Um, we put out a a response to the IPCC report um, via Australia um, that was really calling on Bill Shorten and the Labor opposition to, to to step up on climate change. Like we actually need them to to take like a Whitlam-esque um, approach if they form government um, to the issue. And we managed to um, kind of set out some really clear parameters for what um, Scott Morrison and, and the coalition would do if they gave a shit, such as you know, stopping the Adani mine, you know, backing away from coal exports that we know is among Australia's greatest contribution to global warming and, um, you know, approving, you know, local projects like the, um, the Star of the South, which is held up by Angus Taylor and the Energy Department at the moment. So, yeah, that was kind of day one, um, <laughs> just one day in the life of the Act on Climate Collective. Um, but on Tuesday, which was really fun, um, Kate Watcho did an amazing job coordinating um, another climate detective's action. So this action, yeah. Um, so this one was 
um, to hold Matthew Guy to account for speaking at an ExxonMobil sponsored event at the Sofitel. So we managed to get um, 15 people <laughs> down um, to the Sofitel on really short notice at the Snap Action. Um, we handed out 300 flyers and yeah, the reception um, of the general public was really good. Like just seeing, you know, larrikins dressed up as detectives and saying, you know, we're climate detectives. We're searching for the missing climate policy. You know, have you seen Matthew Guy's missing climate policy? Except um, the store shop owner who wanted to douse me with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? He was so happy with us. Yeah, it was, that was that was actually ridiculous. We I have only, a two million dollar window. <laughs> It's the public. It's a public pathway, mate. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, during the action, we handed out three hundred flyers. We had a really fantastic banner. Um, you know, we're definitely on Matthew Guy's radar. How do I know this? Because we managed to hand flyers to the Shadow Treasurer, Michael O'Brien, um, the Shadow Energy and Renewable Energy Minister, David Southwick. So, um, and yeah, there were even some liberals that couldn't wipe the, smir the smirk off their face because they, even they thought it was funny. So, um, yeah, really good, powerful action, um, quite a cathartic one after the IPCC report. And then it was like, get back to foe, um, pack down, pack the car and hit the road for stall. And um, yeah, we had to get down to stall for the Ararat forum that we were holding with the minister. Um, but we also had the opportunity to go to the Crowlands Wind Farm to brief workers at uh, quarter to seven in the morning. So, um, you know, it was super early on Wednesday. Um, we briefed about 110, 120 workers on site and filled them in on what Friends of the Earth are up to. And, um, yeah, people, you know, not many of them could make it to the forum because, you know, they work 11-hour shifts and probably want to knock off and go to bed. Um, but there was, you know, strong kind of visible support from the wind workers for the work that we're doing, which is really cool. Um, and then we had the forum. So um, it wouldn't be a grassroots event without a hiccup last moment. Um, we forgot to buy wine for the speakers. So, you know, 25 minutes before we were kicking off, Anna and I were in the car zipping down to the bowl shop. <laughs> Um, the things you need for the climate. Yeah, and but you will be pleased that you know we were searching through like the whole you know wine wine store for something appropriate and affordable, and I'm pleased to to inform everyone that we got elephant in the room. Wine. <laughs> Sweet. So, <laughs> and um, everyone everyone saw a bit of humour in that, but I'm hoping that Minister D'Ambrosio, when she's at home and she's having a, a knockoff wine after a hard day, she looks at it and goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Actually, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and the other last minute hiccup was we brought the PA system. Um, we forgot the bag with the leads, the microphone leads oh. in it. Um, however, a volunteer came to Fo, picked up the bag, but there were no microphones contained in the bag. So we had to do this event without a microphone. So it was really kind of town crier in the town hall um, speaking loudly. But it, I think it might have been a blessing in disguise because we had 100 people there. And, you know, you could have heard a pin drop, like it was that quiet. quiet. Um, everyone uh, that I spoke with after the event gave us rave reviews for the speakers. So we had um, Mayor Gwenda Allgood from Ararat Council, 
uh, Mayor Tony Driscoll from the Northern Grampians, um, kind of highlighting the economic benefits that renewables are bringing their communities. Um, we also had a wind developer and a local um, a wind contractor who's kind of got this startup business working in construction in the sector. Um, and obviously he lives in Ripon as well, so that's a powerful story in such a super marginal electorate. Um, we had Mark Wakeham from Environment Victoria kind of give a bit of an overview of what Environment Victoria are up to, um, and they're calling for like a, a renewable energy guarantee from, from the Labor government. And lastly, we had Linda Kennedy talk about what her community is doing um, in terms of climate change and the, um, the fact that a bit of state government support has allowed them to kick off a very unique project. And then we had Minister D'Ambrosio kind of deliver like an overview of, of um, what the Labor government has been up to and, you know, kind of a little bit, it was a bit more of an electoral speech from her where it contrasted the government's efforts with what we could expect if um, Matthew Guy and the opposition are elected, um, which is kind of fine at this point to, to ha you know, have that awareness about the differences between the, the two parties that can form government in the state. And lastly, um, we managed to get up and make the case for Dan Andrews and co to invest in climate solutions. So there was a very clear call for a Victorian Climate Action Fund um, and we got everyone taking an action. So we've got this awesome banner, banner photo. Um, everyone's holding the banner, Dan Andrews, it's time to invest in climate solutions. Um, you know, there was probably 70 people holding the banner. Um, so it's really amazing to get that snap in such a marginal seat. And... Um, you know, I was being a bit cheeky and invited the minister to join, but she she um, didn't want to on this occasion. But um, but you know, rest assured, they've heard they've heard our call. They know exactly what we want, and they know that we're looking for them to make some sort of positive statement before polling day. So um, yeah, it was just an absolute whirlwind of a week, and you know, just when I thought it was over, we had walk this way. <laughs> so, um, Friends of the Earth's um, kind of group fundraiser where we walked 15 kilometres from Sandringham to St Kilda to raise awareness of the impacts of plastic pollution on the bay and also the impacts of climate change. And, um, yeah, it was just such a fun event. Like, I'm so happy to be part of the Friends of the Earth community. Um, everyone pulled their resources together really well and... The Act on Climate Collective, so um, Claudia, Kate, Sarah and I, we managed to raise over $3,000 for Friends of the Earth. Woo! And Whoa. how good is that? And um, Friends of the Earth's initial target of raising $20,000 was smashed um, and we raised over $25,000 for Friends of the Earth. Yes. So, you know, we, we will live to fight another day, which is yes. awesome. That's kind of a bit of an overview of where we're at. You know, we're six weeks away from the election. Most of the offensive or, you know, proactive things that we, we were pulling together have been done. So, yeah, we're about to enter this kind of nimble, um, mobile kind of mode where we're popping up here and there to make noise and and hold people to account. So it's going to be a fun couple of weeks.
The Climactic Collective. This show is produced by Hear Media, a boutique audio agency in Narm, Melbourne. To learn more and get in touch, head to hearmedia.studio. That's H-E-R-E media.studio. Studio.